This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.church forward slash south. Dave, why are we on Zoom today? We are on Zoom because there's a big snowstorm. So we canceled being in the office for our staff meeting. And then I'm assuming both of us just thought we don't want to drive. I think you just wanted to stay in your pajamas. Not pajamas. I got my uh, my uh, Jumpman Air Jordan sweatshirt on. No? Air Jordan thing. All right. Well, no pajamas for you. So random question time, Dave. What is the first church you ever went to where you went to one of their business meetings? Huh. I think, I mean, that I can, that I can remember, uh, went to a Baptist church in Green Bay, Wisconsin, way back, way, way back. So I'm sure I was at a business meeting there with my family at some point. We lived in Green Bay for a while ourselves too, just to rub in the salt in the wound from the last sermon where I talked about the Packers. Um, well, but there's not much salt. There's not, if anybody's got the wound, you and I have the wound from the Packers loss. That's true. Last week. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first one I remember, I think, was at a church uh, called Emmanuel Baptist Church in uh, Wausau, Wisconsin. And I, I I just remember being at one. I don't remember much about it, to be honest. So in high school, I wasn't terribly interested. So I don't think I went to any throughout high school. So then probably the next place significantly for me was at Bethlehem again when we became members here. And was that in the was that in the multi-site days or was that in pre-multi-site? At Bethlehem? Yeah. No, that was multi-site. I think that the first time I came to Bethlehem was in spring of 2006. Dave, we are taking interlude from talking about the rapture and the tribulation and other topics in relation to end times. Just talk for a little bit about um, business meetings at Baptist churches, (laughs) an exciting podcast topic that we've addressed different times. Um, But especially in the life of our church, 2020 brought a number of changes there that we've talked about before. Um, and in a lot of ways, we've talked as we've talked through those changes as elders, and then now the congregation has voted, and we have our own uh, business meetings per campus. Um, we've just talked a lot about um, lining up authority and responsibility, uh, giving um, congregational control to the membership at each of the campuses and the officers, the leaders at each of the campuses. Um, you just want to recap. Uh, a little bit about like where the elders have gone and what actually happened in 2020, um, whereby we're, we're even at the spot where we can have these business meetings at the campus level. Yeah, I think I think that for a long time, um, I think even before I got here, you know, there was there's been a move, probably kind of a, a revamping, a re-leaning into congregational care by the elders at Bethlehem. I know that's true south. And then even since I've gotten here, that's been one of the main, one of the main things we've tried to do is just figure out how are we going to do that better. And then as I think as we lived out that reality of congregational care, we began to see, you know, in the Bible, um, 
that that this is this is how it works you know that that there's a a group of people a local group of people who do life together and that there's elders who are called to shepherd them oversee them and these people are called to uh, receive that shepherding receive that care um to 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 serve as good Bereans who are also going to be helping the elders and holding the elders to account to be biblically faithful. And then all of us together, elders, members, because elders are members, to uh, do the one another's in the Bible. Um, so it's it's really it's really a lived and then kind of a taught ecclesiology uh, that that we've been trying to move forward on in 2020. And so the two big changes in 2020 were obviously campus specific preaching. So we have, we have uh, three pastors for preaching and vision now instead of one. Uh, we, we almost always have live preaching now instead of video preaching. And even when I'm not preaching, most of the time we have self elders preaching uh, at our campus now. So that's a, that's a pretty substantial change but i think i mean most people i've talked to recently say it just kind of feels normal at this point so it hasn't taken long for that to take root i think generally it's been really well received and then the other big change was these campus specific quarterly strategy meetings it's a mouthful as i was saying it campus specific quarterly strategy meetings and the reason quarterly we did that strategic is that strategic family meetings Right. Yeah, Peter doesn't like strategy meetings. Um, eventually, maybe we'll call them family meetings. I think we, I think we have to call them strategy meetings for a while per our constitution and bylaws. Oh, so they can't be like tactical meetings or something like that. I suppose we we could probably give them whatever nickname we want to. Quarterly tactical meetings, kind of tactical thing. family meetings. I like that. So what, what we tried to do there is give the campuses uh, permission to elect their own officers, to uh, do, to, to welcome their own members, to discipline their own members, um, to basically just to be a church so that the, the people that you're voting on, for example, in a church discipline case are people that you actually know, uh, that you actually are, you see and you've lived life with and you've seen at worship and you can actually engage with. The people that you're voting in as members are hopefully people that you know um, or you will get to know and you will soon be living life with you know the officers you elect will be people uh, that you're going to do life with and a lot of the elders will probably be from among the people so they'll be really well known i mean even the other night you know we we reaffirmed six deacons at the south campus and we uh, brought on a new one in matt klugertz and it's just a sweet thing to be able to affirm uh, these people in the work that God's called them to, because you know them. You know you, you're not you're not guessing at their character. You're not taking someone else's word for it, but you have some idea yourself of of just who they are and what they bring to the table and God's call in their life. So that's the goal. I think is just to align authority and responsibility as much as we can. So that's that's why we did it, and, and all of that is really a, with the with the goal of trying to live out faithfully what we see about how the church is supposed to function in the new Testament. Yeah. We talked about this in the first season because we have multiple seasons now, Dave. 
when was the official break? You didn't, I think that you just got out one day and you were like, it's the new season. And I was like, I know. I celebrate I the it like July to December. Sure. 32 episodes, season one, January to, you know, June. We should, we should do what I've heard uh, other podcasts do and like have cliffhangers at the end of seasons. Oh, we should do that. Like, what would a cliffhanger be? Let, we're getting off track. We'll talk about this another time. So uh, listener mailbag number two, what would a cliffhanger be? Anyways, so we talked last season uh, in one of our uh, earliest episodes, actually, we brought on Jonathan Lehman, who works for Nine Markets, to talk about some of the theological reasons for why we have congregational polity, like the, the members, individual members of churches have authority and responsibility in the Bible to do certain things. Um, and then we also had kind of a bigger uh, round table with uh, some elders and some others just talking about the 2020 vision, why we're excited about it. And you just kind of encapsulated all of it to say like, yeah, like we're giving responsibility more directly to people at the South Campus. And I think that was even reflected by, you know, 120, 125 people showed up. 128. Um, 128 showed up at South Campus for this meeting that, uh, you know, first had the all all uh, all the campuses together beamed in, talk about budget and other things. And then, you know, the majority of those, the vast majority of those stuck around for um, the final hour or so of South Campus stuff. Dave, just maybe for a minute, what specifically, I mean, we you mentioned it, but what specifically and the why specifically of you know, what are we what are we letting people vote on? Whereas formally they needed to get in a car, come downtown, join the other two campuses to vote on some things. Um, now we're saying, well, there's some things that the campus can can do, and are those things? What are they, and why is that biblical? Why is that even like a a thing that we're saying this is good, not just as a matter of prudence or pragmatics, but as a matter of conviction? I mean, so, so the basics now are that you can vote on the officers of the church. So you can vote on elders, deacons, and then, like we said, membership issues. So whether that's the discipline of members or the welcoming of members, or even just the, you know, we had two members that we voted off of our roles on Sunday night who were not being disciplined. They just, they're, they're at a different spot now. Um, you know, we've, why is it biblical? Um, I mean, I, I think it's biblical um, because we, we see it happening in the New Testament. So, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about Acts 20 and we've talked a lot about 1 Peter 5, that there's elders who are supposed to be responsible, shepherding, overseeing certain group of members. Um, we, we just always in the New Testament see that lived out in these local congregations who are doing life together. We just always do. I mean, we could go through the beginning of a lot of Paul's books and he says to the church in, to the church in, to the church in. And that would be a really helpful example. Even in some of those introductions, he says to, uh, to the overseers and deacons in. And so uh, we, we see that, we see in Acts that Paul appoints elders and deacons in every city. Um, and then as far as congregationalism and the, the congregation having to say in these things, I mean, we, we just see this kind of congregational action, for example, in church discipline in a place like 1 Corinthians 5, 
uh, where Paul commends this thing to them, but then he asks them to carry it out. Um, you know, you and I have talked a lot about, you know, we don't necessarily see voting per se or balloting in the New Testament, but certainly that's one fair way to do it, to, to get a read on the, the, on the congregation's will. And one of the, one of the biblical principles, if we're going to do an overarching biblical principle, is just the priesthood of all believers. We believe that God has given every single person who he's brought into the new covenant, the Holy Spirit. And we believe that that is to be played out, not just individually, but in the midst of his body. He's baptized them all into the body, 1 Corinthians 12. And we believe, like I already kind of mentioned, that that body really gets played out as local expressions all around the world. So yes, we are a part of the, the big C church, this global, amazing reality that will be around the throne together one day, Revelation 5 and 7. And yet the way we see it play out over and over again in the New Testament is a local body with local leadership and local members living life together in this way and then carrying out these responsibilities. Uh, so I, th I think that's a, that's kind of a basic overview. Um, and, and, and I think that, that, uh, that really brings a lot of significance to what we're doing there. You know, we're, we're we really, really are eager. And I said this in the self, the self part of the meeting on Sunday, we really are eager for, our people to have a say, to, to speak uh, their heart, to speak their mind, to uh, take part in the governance of us as a church, as the governance of us as a body. And not only would I say we really want that, I'd say we need that as elders. If we're going to be as effective in our ministry and our mission and our life together as we can, we don't just want that, we need that. So I was, I was unbelievably encouraged, you know, normally at these downtown meetings where we all gather, we've historically, as I looked at the numbers, had between 25 to 35 cell folks that would make the drive downtown on a Sunday night, which I can understand. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a haul for, for a lot of us. And then you got school and work and stuff the next day. So to have a, almost 130 so we're talking five times that amount. That's just really encouraging. And it just, that just makes me think, man, we've got a shot to be healthy and engaged and help each other walk towards Jesus and these things. Yeah. Amen, brother. I think something that you pointed out there that's really important. I think sometimes congregational churches, um, they've inherited their congregational polity, you know, the way they choose to organize but sometimes the elders of those churches, whether by their own personal training or just the way they think about it, even by you know, the way that they thought about it uh, as maybe mirroring uh, the business world, they see the congregation as less of a, a partner and more of a, you know, a separate thing that's almost a necessary but unfortunate consequence of something they inherited, which is not the way that either historically or presently Bethlehem thinks about the congregation. Um, so this is Galatians 1.8. Paul, you know, who is writing to the entire Galatian church, not just the elders or just a pastor there, but the entire church, he says this, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. The entire church is to be able to say, 
that's wrong. And no, accursed, <laughs> like, like anathema. So I think for the, the elders to look at and for us to say at Bethlehem, the fact that the congregation is involved in all of this is beautiful and really pictures the gospel and the new, especially in the new covenant where every believer has become a priest in the household of God. And so there's a mutuality. There's even a protection there for the elders to be held to account. You know, somebody, I think maybe it was our episode with Jonathan Lehman, um, you know, the picture of a, a train. There are conductors, people that, you know, are directing the train. You know, those are elders at a church. And then there are the people that are making sure that there's energy to get there. Uh, they're serving people on the train by shoveling coal into the into the engine compartment. Those are deacons, deacons that serve the body and help the body accomplish the mission of the church. And then the remainder of the, the passengers are not in a whole bunch of cars kind of along for the ride, you know, in the back, and they're just sitting there. Um, they actually hold collectively the emergency brake so that whenever there is uh, the possibility for in Galatians 1.8 here, you know, another gospel being preached, the congregation together ought to say, no, ultimately the congregation has an authority and ought to have an authority to pull an emergency break and to have a mutuality in membership and in office, electing officers, being responsible for um, the teaching that uh, from the word and the way that we do that at Bethlehem, the way that the congregation is responsible is the congregation elects its officers. So Dave, we, so that's a couple things, you know, we're electing officers um, at these congregational meetings. Um, we're bringing in members, sending out members, either in um, good standing with the church or in bad standing and therefore it's by, you know, church discipline. What other things are we hoping to do? I mean, just, I mean, brainstorm here for a second. I know you've thought about it before, but what other things are we hoping to do at these congregational meetings? Um, is there is it mainly a business tone? Is it more familial tone? What do we what do we try and do? Right. I think our desire, you know, as we've talked about it as elders, some as Peter's really done a lot of brainstorming about it, and we've talked about it quite a bit. Is we really do want them to feel more like uh, familial meetings that we're getting together as a family and yeah there's some you know every family has business to do you got to sit down and you gotta you gotta pay the bills you gotta figure out the budget you gotta do all those things together but then a lot of family life is just family life you know so i've got dreams of uh, a family meal before these meetings uh fun things fun activities to do together like just hanging out as a family what what kind of fun things dave like, i don't know i said once at a staff meeting that maybe we need an elder dunk tank or something but i don't know if that'll get pick up steam <laughs> elder dunk tank yeah yeah i mean you may uh back in the fall of it might have been the fall or winter of 2018 we had like a we had like a family day after the service at the south campus so the gym was open, we were hanging out. Um, so I, I imagine that stuff like that could happen even before a meeting and then we could get together and we could hear testimonies. We could have extended times of prayer together. We could um, get updates on things the Lord's doing, things we're praying about. So just just lots of those, of those ways. We, we hope that it would be something that everyone that's invested in the church would say, man, I really wanna be there. I don't wanna miss that. 
Well, next week, Dave, we will be back, God willing, talking about eschatology for a few more weeks. And then uh, we have some other topics lined up. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, there's a particular topic that you'd love for us to address or a question you have. We've got another listener mailbag episode coming up. And uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on what other topics we could address. Dave, good to see you, man. You too, man. See you.